Welcome back to another episode of Actors Endurance with your favorite host, Shanette Wilson and Marlon the Great, Marlon the Great or the Great Marlon, however you want to call it, yeah. <laughs> Just put some great on his name. <laughs> respect with a K. Yes, respect with a K, K, K. Um, so yes, welcome back to another episode of Actors Endurance, your number one podcast for the resilient artist. And today we got a good one for y'all. And I think a lot of y'all forgot about this here topic. So Marlon, give it to him. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about how to pick a great monologue for yourself. How to pick a good monologue, great monologue. I say great because good is average. We want greatness in here. Greatness. Again. So how do we pick a great monologue? Okay. You're listening to Actors Endurance, a podcast that inspires actors to never give up on their passion and find ways to continue to grow within the entertainment industry. My name is Shanette Wilson, and I'm an actress, and my co-host is Marlon Hargrave, and he is a teaching artist. And together, we are Actors Endurance. Well, we start off with learning the differences between the two monologues. And we have a dramatic monologue and we have a comedic monologue. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. With so the dramatic comedy and one with movement, but the one with movement can be dramatic or comedy. So, really, there's only two. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. They call them contrasting monologues. So, keep in mind that. A dramatic monologue is just that, but a comedic monologue, you have ones that are funny and then you have ones that are lighthearted. So the reason why you want to have contrasting monologues, they don't necessarily have to be comedic or dramatic, but they have to be contrasting, <clears throat> excuse me, they have to be contrasting in a sense of emotionally, they are at polar opposites. So uh, we'll start off with the dramatic one. Uh, with your dramatic monologues, I think that the best thing to do is you choose one that's right for you. So there's a lot of research that has to go into it, but um, you don't try to choose the perfect one. You try to choose one that you can relate to. However, you want to be able to um, make sure that it's right for you too. You know, not just your favorite monologue off your TV show or something. Make sure that it's suitable for your type. Yes, that's really important. And I know sometimes you can, if you're a female, you can choose the monologue that, that you know, a man has done or a man can choose one that's a woman has done. But not all the time, not all the time. You have to really be careful about the verbiage and, you know, and sometimes kind of like the tone. It can work, definitely can work. Right. Um, but just not all the time. So be very, very particular um, and cautious when you are choosing the monologue. But outside of that, yeah, you want to be able to choose something that is right for you, that seems natural, that fits your brand. Um, if you have a schoolgirl look and you're looking and you're, you know, doing a killer monologue, it's going to be tough for you to really like pull that off. So you'll have to do that within your wheelhouse, you know, so, you know, just definitely make sure you're doing something that is within your brand. And if you don't know your brand, then 
you need to watch more of our episodes because we give you all right. information. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we're, we're giving it all to you, you know? <laughs> We're giving you everything you need. So just make sure that you, um, you know, you watch more of our podcast and, and, and know your brand, but definitely, um, you know, you want to choose something that, uh, that is believable, that is believable to you. That's why you want to, you know, and sometimes you don't know just by reading it the first time. So you want to rehearse it. So pull a monologue, read it, um, rehearse it, put yourself on tape and perform it and then see if it's believable to you. Does, is it something that, you know, that fits you, that suits you? If it is, then that's something you definitely want to work on. And if not, put it on tape and send it to one of your friends, have them check it out and, you know, let them give you the the, the, the real, you know? And um, yeah, it's really important to have two contrasting because also whenever you go into the room to do your monologue, you want to read the room. And if they're just asking you to perform a piece, if the room is up, you don't want to bring the room down with your sad drama. You know, and if the room is 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 pretty neutral, you know, and you know they they're known for doing more dramas. You don't want to do a comedic that's outside of the range and the realm of the the production or the casting office uh, that you're going into. So you kind of want to, you know, kind of want to do your due diligence on that. Um, yes, yes. Uh, be able to read the room. Be able to to kind of know you should have more than two monologues anyway. Two monologues, that is your base. You should really have them around five to six. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we can get in that into a little bit later, or we can get into that a little bit later. But I think you should have more just in case, uh, just what Shanette just said, you may need a different kind of monologue for a different kind of situation. Also, you want to pick a monologue that's in the moment, meaning that you are talking to someone in the moment, but you don't want to have a monologue with responses. So that can really kill you with responses, meaning that um, like there's an imaginary person answering you back. That's, uh, it's not really, really good. It's not recommended at all. Uh, No one's gonna try to imagine the next person there. So when you're giving a monologue, you wanna be talking to someone that is either listening or ignoring, but you wanna try to keep it in the moment as opposed to telling a story in the past. They can work. But in the moment, you're able to make decisions, like you're able to make decisions uh, like this person's not listening to me. And now you can have a better choice within the monologue itself. So you really want to be aware of that. You want to give yourself um, the strongest chance to actually win the job. So you want to be able to show them the biggest range of emotions that you have within a very short amount of time. Yes, all great points, all great points. And I don't have anything else to say about that. Um, yeah. Oh, I do. I had a couple more. Read the script, read the entire script. Mm-hmm. Either that or learn or know what's going on. Like in television, if it's a television series, then if you have a monologue out of that series, then know what the series is, know what genre it sits in, and know how you need to deliver it. And uh, if you're doing a play, you need to read the entire script and additionally, probably get to know the writer as well. The writer has a huge influence on how the, the, the uh, play is going to play itself out. Mm-hmm. You know, So really be aware of that right there because that can help you get the job or you, know, you could be sitting at home twiddling your thumbs. So it, you know, pick one that's going to be great for you. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, another what's another great way to stand out from the crowd, too, is uh, I believe you say this all the time, Marlon. You say it all the time. Choose monologues from different genres. So if you love horror, right, you should have a horror monologue. If you like comedy, of course, you should you should always have a comedy in, 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 in a drama, a, a comedic and a dramatic, of course. But why not horror? Why not sci-fi? Why not a uh, uh, rom-com? Yeah, rom-com. Yes. Why not have a rom-com monologue? So and you guys can choose these. You know, there, there are plenty of resources out there to get these monologues, but you should have a few of them in your wheelhouse. And you never know when you'll be asked to choose, to uh, perform one. It could be last minute on the spot, you know, some random place. So you always want to stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Yes. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So different genres. Yeah. And really, you should choose the genres that you want to be in, you know? Choose a monologue yeah. genre that you want to be in so that you're always, you know, um, staying in line on your path to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you have to know your type a little bit to do that. Yes. So once you get to know what your type is, then you can start to choose the monologues within your genre. You know, um, and genre based is pretty cool as far as I'm concerned, because it puts you closer. Like, again, these people don't want to really try to imagine you in the role. They want to see you in the role. So if you go into a rom-com audition, and then all of a sudden you're doing this deep dramatic piece and it's crying, you know, just like Shanette said earlier, it's like the room is like, you're a good actor. You just don't know what the hell is going on right now. Exactly. So it doesn't matter what your skill level is if your awareness of the situation is off. Like being a pro athlete, pro athletes have to understand the situation. Their talent is just not enough. You have to know if it's, you know, if you need to take a knee or if you need to score a touchdown, let's say. So um, you have to know these things for yourself and give yourself a better chance. I mean, it is millions and millions of actors out there, millions. You're competing against 100,000 actors a day, easy on any given role. Mm -hmm. So what is gonna make you stand out? What's gonna make you the one over 999,000? Exactly, exactly. You know, a lot of it is bringing yourself to the role, but before you can even bring yourself to the role, you have to know all these other things. So don't put the cart before the horse, yo. Don't put the cart before the horse. Um, Yeah, definitely. um, Like we said, uh, you know, choosing the right monologue, choosing one that is that is for you. And um, like you said, picking something in the moment. You know, there's so much material out there, especially nowadays with all these different platforms. There's so much material. Um, and then did you touch on uh, choosing one with an arc? Because really, no. uh, it has to have an arc. And what an arc is, it gets you from one place to the next. And in order to get there, you got to have your high and then your low. You know, so you have to, you have to get there yeah. so- uh, so we should start one place, go somewhere else, and end another place. Um, yep. Just to get. They used it. to call it. They used to call it a uh, uh, a well made play, and they would they they would call it a bell. And so you would start low, and then all of the drama and all of that increases. It hits the top, and then there's a resolution, 
and then an ending, you know? So you have this arc and that's what you want. The true arc has a beginning, a middle and an ending. And that way there's not an open thought. Like the, you, the, we get to see the entire wholeness of a character within a short amount of time. Yeah. So we, we ought to be able to know what kind of character that character is without having to read the entire play. You should be able to let us know this guy's a jerk, this guy's hurting, or this guy's in love, or whatever the case may be. So uh, you definitely want to have one with an arc. And, you know, when you're moving into your comedic monologues, basically, um, you want to find one that fits you. People's comedic timing is different for everyone. And you have to know what your specific comedic timing is for the lines or the situation that you're trying to do. Now, I could do something goofy, but Martin Lawrence would probably kill me on that, you know? So I may not be able to do something like Martin. I would have to figure out what works for Marlon, mm -hmm. the great. You got to figure that out. So do something that fits you. Uh, it's something that you're comfortable with. That's that's just ideal. Hey. You got anything on comedic monologues? Um, I would say, y'all, watch in Living Color. If you have ever seen in Living Color, I've never seen such an amazing platform with all different people. Everybody was funny. Everybody was great. And everybody were themselves. With all the Wayans brothers, they all grew up together, right? Even Kim. So everybody in the Wayans family, I'll say, all the Wayans family, they're all funny, but they're all a different kind of funny. Damon is different from Marlon <laughs> and Marlon is different from Kim and Kim is different from Kanan. They're all so different. They all grew up together, but they're all their own individual person. They all have their different uh, comedic styles and different little nuances that they bring to their characters. So you guys, you know, you, you, you have to be yourself. You have to be your authentic, true self and you are enough. Just remember that, you know? So that's what I would say. I would say, you know, watch and live in color and see how everyone just kind of changes it up, you know? And then they brought Jim Carrey on the show. He was a great addition and he was completely different. You seen Fire Marshal, Fire Marshal Bill, come on now. Yes. Also pick something that's age appropriate. Uh, you know, it's, it's wild. Dropping gems. Um, <laughs> yeah. People will pick something that's out their range. And just because it's a great monologue, either comedic or dramatic, it does not mean that it's for you. You know, imagine me doing a Morgan Freeman monologue. It's like, you know, <laughs> our age ranges are, are it's a it's a bit too much. So yeah. you definitely want to be but your spirit too, you know? Your spirit, you have a very youthful spirit. So even though, even though you, you know, a little bit older, you still, it's harder for you to play those, you know, those older characters. You have a very youthful spirit. Morgan Freeman, it's like he's been 70 since he was 20. That's true. <laughs> so he has an older spirit, an older soul, older demeanor about him. So it's a little different. So it's something to pay attention to, you know, that's something to be mindful of. But <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh, oh my God. The Adam, the Adam, the Adam, the A to the T to the O to the M is the acting tip for the moment, and I'm in there. All right.
Yes, yes. our acting tip of the moment. Our acting tip of the moment is when you are picking a monologue, it could be a great monologue from a great scene, but I don't necessarily recommend it if it's an A-list actor, because oftentimes you get compared to that A-list actor, or you end up making the same choices as they did because it was a great monologue. Uh, one that comes up with me, can you handle the truth monologue? I've seen people do the Jack Nicholas, uh, the Jack Nicholson when he's on the stand, and the way that he did it, it's so iconic that it's hard to see anybody else really doing that. And you can try it, but you're going to be compared to one of the greatest actors to breathe. So I would recommend um, if it's somebody that's really popular, kind of stay away from it. Maybe look for the day players that, you know, go to like a uh, one of the cop shows or something where you're playing a monologue of somebody who whose husband got killed or something, you know, and not necessarily the major star of the show. So just be mindful that, uh, or be mindful that something that's very popular, even in a play, Walter Lee, you know, those kind of people, it's like, you can pick a Walter Lee monologue if you want, but you're going up against Sydney and everybody else who did it. So just be aware of that. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you just, you just for real blew it up on that one. <laughs> Um, also, just to chime in on his point, the casting directors, they've already seen these a million times because people do it all the time. Rose from Fences. Everyone's seen that monologue. Let's <laughs> hear it again. Please be creative, y'all. Please be creative. <laughs> yeah, so great, great tip, Marlon. Great tip after you done blew us all up over here. Whew. Now, mm, before we get up out of here, because, you know, y'all, we're here for a good time, not a long time. So um we're giving you all the gems make sure you always continue to check out actorsendurance.com it's time for the quote of the day before we get up out of here so this quote uh doesn't necessarily come from an actor but guess what still a good quote it's still a good quote so this one right here comes from katherine johnson hey katherine johnson i don't know who she is but anyway <laughs> she says like what you do, and then you will do your best. So if you like or love, like we do, love <laughs> this business, this career, we love the performance, the, 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 the studying and all the work that goes into it. If you love what you do, you'll do your best. So y'all, before we get up out of here too, here are some resources that you can find some good monologues. So it's some websites. Uh, if you need a good monologue, you can go to backstage.com, you can go to stocksides.com, dailyactor.com, or monologuer, mo excuse me, monologueblogger.com. So you have backstage, stocksides, daily actor, and monologue blogger. If you guys need some monologues. All right. You can also Google free monologues, or you could go to something that has a monologue base. Um, so there are others that are out there, and, and just in case you're not finding what you're looking for, there are tons. Just look up free monologues, uh, and, you know, you may have to search a little bit, but go with things that, uh, you know, just don't stop if you kind of get stumped, because searching for monologues, it, it can be a task. Yes, it really that. can. You're going to have to do a lot of reading. So uh, just take the time out to find something that's right for you. 
and make sure that when you do it, that you know your type. The best way to know your type is to ask people that you don't know, hey, what do I look like to you? What do I come off as? How, 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 how do you perceive me? And however they perceive you as um, somebody who looks like a, a, a best friend or a motherly type or a fatherly type or a thug, you know what I mean? Uh, you take that and you kind of apply that because those are the roles that you'll more than likely get first, how you appear. Then after that, get a little bit in the career, then you can start to branch off and show people, well, I do have range. I can play these type of people too, but I look like this type of person. So, uh, you know, just be aware of that. Yeah, for sure. And um, I know y'all are wondering, how long should my monologue be? Well, if you're going for theater, it should be no more than two minutes. So any kind of stage play theater, no more than two minutes. Film and television, no more than a minute. So real simple. Film and television, no more than a minute. Theater, no more than two minutes. Um, yep. Uh, and a quick note on that. Uh, and I, I go up, I've, I've had this be debated with me, but in general, Every 15 lines is a minute in general. So when you get your script, you count your lines, one line, two line, three lines. And when you get to 15, you know. So if you do a one minute monologue, I would generally say pick about 10 to 12 lines so that you can have moments in between. And for a stage, pick about um, maybe about 25 lines so that you can have movement. Now, the reason you get another minute on stage is to show them that you can move. Yes. Show them that you have range within your body, your movement, your vocal skills. And uh, with film, it, it's not, you don't necessarily have to show that. You just need to show that you can transition from emotion to emotion flawlessly and be able to give as much emotions as you can within a minute or two minutes. For sure. And if you need help and if you guys are lost and you need some guidance, you already know who to call Marlon, the great Hargrave. Uh, go ahead and train with him. He can teach you, um, you know, about the stillness of film and television and about the, the bigger movements for stage. So if you don't know, <laughs> now you know. All right. Yep. At least you got a bridge to know. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. ActorsEndurance.com for all your acting needs. <laughs> Yeah. And on that note, y'all, um, we got any last minute, uh, last, last tips for more. I think we up out of here. What, what we doing? Yeah. The tip is go to blazing 87.5 and check out our live podcast. The one that we do on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. So check us out there. It's different than what we do here. It's a whole nother kind of podcast. So check us out. You'll love it. Mm -hmm. yes for sure so y'all uh we appreciate y'all tuning in um if you haven't checked out the podcast go on youtube and check out all the episodes you can go to actorsendurance.com and check out the latest episodes learn more about us train with marlon and uh yeah we'll see y'all on the next one <laughs>